With vampires, monsters, and witches galore lurking behind every closed door. As you knock, beware the host. Will they be friendly or a ghoul or ghost? Will they bear treats of candy and toys? Or will they pounce on little girls and boys? The pumpkins and lights show they're happy to play. Or are they a trick to attract their prey? Knock carefully, dear children, and be ready to run. Should a hobgoblin answer looking for fun? Just how fast can your little legs go? Could they outrun a werewolf? Should one open the door? Beware the black cat, should he make himself known. For near this house, he is likely to roam. Happy Halloween to all who may knock, from all who are watching around the clock. Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers. My name is Jose. I'm your host. This is episode number 261. We are sitting down with actually a joy coach by the name of Abby. I want to say thank you to Abby for coming on. It's a little bit different this season because, oh, well, it's a little bit different this year. We wanted to attract you guys to a new premise of bringing back joy into your life because it is always been our intention to allow something different to help you guys because it is a different time in your life right now so this is going to be something a little bit more on the bringing back joy into your life and helping you adapt to your surroundings and what's going on lately so we hope that you enjoy this episode and we hope that you enjoy abby too she was very fantastic to talk to an incredible individual uh we hope that you guys go follow all of her links that is linked down below in the bio and that will actually move us on into our business you can hear every episode of finding arizona podcast at our website findingarizonapodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us so follow us under our social media handles finding arizona podcast last but not least if you want to become a super fan you can go do so at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast and before i forget on our website there's two places for you guys to go check out one is the newsletter the newsletter is a little bit more of the official side of what's going on with the podcast and the community letting you know what events are going on what we have going on with our guests and then the actual blog of our website which is a little bit more the personal side the latest blog post is Brittany and i talking about our baby moon it is very 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 important to us that we share at least a little bit of what's going on with our family and what's going on with us we are expecting our first child so yes the baby moon was part of that trip and part of us connecting as a couple again too we hadn't had much time to go and travel so this was a really important trip for us and i enjoyed every second of it uh, so moving on to my favorite part of the intro, which is the community corkboard. If you'd like to send us an event or something to shout out, please do so at findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com and we will set you up with a shout out like the following events. First up is the trick or treat on the farm. You can go um, to the Rove Family Farms 
and they're having a hayride tour, trick or treat, and a petting zoo. So all in open space, and you can feel free to take your kids over there. And that is、uh, taking place today from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Next up is the Arrowhead Farmers Market, and they're taking place over at the Arrowhead Town Center today from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can trick or treat, bring your kids, dress up, and have some fun. Last but not least is Scottsdale Dias de los Muertos 2020. Scottsdale is putting back on this event, and it's free, socially distant outdoor event, and you can go celebrate this incredible holiday. I, me, <laughs> Brittany, and I actually went、uh, for our honeymoon actually to Mexico City to go actually check out one of the biggest places where they celebrate Dias de los Muertos in Mexico, and it was beautiful. We both had fun, and I think we did post about it in our blog, so you can go check that out as well. That ends our community cork board, and I am very excited to just say Happy Halloween. We hope that you guys are staying safe. We also hope that you guys are going out to go vote as well, because it's an important part as a citizen, as a A member of this community and as a member of、uh, the state of Arizona. So we hope that you guys go vote and we will catch you on the next episode. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast through the miracle of Zoom. And on a second try, we are doing this again. And I am very. I am very full frontal about everything that we do here at Finding Arizona Podcast. So I want to say thank you to Abby here for rolling with the punches and making sure that you know, she's being heard and everything in between. So, ladies and gentlemen, the、uh, official Joy Coach,、uh, she is also the founder of, I believe,、uh, a part, part founder of Jeremiah's Italian Ice. Ladies and gentlemen, Abby. Welcome, Abby. Thank you so much, Jose. It's awesome to be here. I appreciate you having me. Of course, of course. And so I'm going to ask you every, every question that we usually ask everyone is for the first time that they come through is How are you doing? How's the family during COVID 19?、Uh, what have you guys been up to lately?、Um, we are doing really good. Thank you so much for asking that. Everybody is healthy, hanging in there. We have an interesting mix in our family. Our kids are. Um, grown and flown, so to speak, and spread out across the country and in college campuses and everything. But everyone has、um, stayed smart and stayed healthy. Good. <laughs> and of course, my husband and I opened Jeremiah's Italian Ice in the midst of all of this. So that's been a really、um, interesting <laughs> kickoff to a new business. But we're, we're doing good. Thanks. How about, good. How about you? How are you doing? I- I'm doing swell. I, you know, I am, like I tell everyone, me and Brittany are doing the best we can with, you know, being in COVID times. And we are trying to make sure that everyone's being heard at the same time as well and being、uh, safe with one another. So, you know, I'm excited just because I can be able to do the podcast from home and, and be able to connect more with people through the power of Zoom and through video chats and things like that. So it's been interesting because. One part of me is like, oh, yeah, this is, 
it's such a hard thing to accept, you know, with the pandemic being what it is. But it, the other aspect of it is the creativity behind everyone and the uh, the adversity that they've been through and how much they're, you know, relying on one another through the community has really made me smile and be be proud of where, where I grew up. Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your two businesses. But the one thing that I ask everyone is, can you give us a little bit of your origin story and how you came to be and how all of this came to be? Um, yeah, so um, four score and seven years ago. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Uh, right. Oh, Um, yeah, so we moved to seven years ago. And prior to that, I'm from Orlando, Florida. And my story is a bit of an interesting one. So I uh, had a baby very, very young, mm -hmm. started my family, uh, did not go to college, did not finish school, and kind of um, went uh, headfirst into a career in, in real estate and gotcha. in home building. And it clicked. Yeah. And that was 17 years of my life, uh, was working for a home builder in corporate America and sales marketing training and operations. Um, and then we moved here and I started going on a personal journey. I call it my journey to joy. And I started changing my focus and what I wanted to do and getting the entrepreneurial bug. Mm -hmm. And so I moved into the small business world as a, um, as a people and culture vice president for a smaller company, and then started moving out of that into consulting and, of course, opening our own business and coaching people on joy. Yeah. And so this is all like, for you, there's this all encompassing kind of timeline for you. And I always tell people it's it's hard sometimes to like look back and see the, the bigger picture. Um, one of the things that I like to kind of reflect on is, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell the younger version of you about five to eight years ago that wasn't really, you know, there was, maybe there wasn't a direction or something like that? What would you, what conversation would you have with yourself? Gosh, you know, that's such an interesting question that we like to ask people. <laughs> because I think the thought behind that too is, you know, if I'd known back then what mm -hmm. I know now, right? And so how would I guide that person? But the reality, Jose, is, if I had known things back then, I'd be in a different spot. And so I think I would tell that person, that girl, uh, keep, keep, keep going. It's, it's going to change. You're going to evolve. And what you have right now and what you think you want today, the career you think you want, the family you think you want, it's going to change. 20 years from now, it's going to be totally different and that's okay. Roll with it. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't want to interrupt the journey and the ups and the downs and the hard stuff that I went through that actually puts me right where I am today. That's really great. I like the way that you put that. Um, I'm kind of curious from your own perspective, what is one thing about, you know, your journey and how you came to be, what was one thing that was kind of the most difficult part about grasping kind of the, the different parts of, uh, educational parts like trying to teach someone and, and about joy and these I, I know it can't be that easy or I, I know it's probably has some of its own challenges what was one of the hardest for you 
It definitely has challenges to it. And I think the hardest for me was actually learning to redefine it. So going through the process of realizing that the way that I looked at joy and having joy and being joyful um, and where I wanted to be, um, that I had to redefine that. And I struggled with the fact that I was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. I was going on retreats and listening to podcasts and reading books and meditating. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't changing. I wasn't getting what I wanted out of that. And while I couldn't understand what that was about. And I, I work with a lot of people now that's where they are. They mm. they're doing the things they know they want it. Um, but they're not activated. They're not changing. And so how do we, how do we do that? And teaching that redefinition of joy is very hard. Gotcha. I, I can understand that as far as from the perspective of someone who's kind of in the thick of it, where you're just floating on the surface and you're, you're not, you, you understand that below you, there's something and you understand so many other aspects of the world around you, but it's one level of just not taking either the plunge or not really, or to being too afraid to take the plunge, so to speak. Um, and it's just incredible that some people, myself included, are so blindsided to that or so like, you know, the, the, the mask is on us and we're not seeing that for you as someone who's, you know, an educator and someone who's helping other, helping guide others. How hard is it for you to have that conversation with people to remove those blinders or at least show them that there are some, because I can imagine that there's a level of emotional pieces um, there. You know yeah, no, there is. And, you know, I think most of the time when I'm either speaking somewhere or working with someone or they're, they're doing one of my workshops or courses, there's an open mind that's already there, right? Mm -hmm. So they're, they're realizing that there's something that they want. And so that makes it a little bit easier, but we have millennia <laughs> of, of the way that we've been programmed to think that I think is what gets in, in the way. Mm -hmm. And so it's helping people literally shift their paradigms mm -hmm. and know that what's funny is when we use words like joy and when we talk about kindness and we talk about um, how we approach and interact with people, which is really what I help pe coach people through. All of that is this idea that it's about someone else. It's about being kind to someone else. It's about being nice to someone else. Mm -hmm. And the truth is what I try and make people see in this and what's hard for some people to grasp is what I want you to do is look at it completely in a selfish way. This is all about you and the byproduct of what I'm going to help you with and the exercises I'm going to put you through is that we actually will be kinder, more empathetic beings to those around us, but we're not doing this for them. We're doing this for us. Yeah. So right now we're kind of in the, in the, I hope it's the latter end of the pandemic and so many things that are up in the air and so many things that are unknown. So that change was significant towards March and April. And, you know, you as someone who has, you know, you're on this joyous path and this focus realm that you're, you're kind of really trying to allow yourself to, to be in when there's uncertainty such on a massive scale like this, how do you, as the educator, either calm your people who are around you, your network, 
or how do you approach kind of living your everyday life with this uncertainty or this kind of looming cloud? Well, that was quite a question. Um, <laughs> uh, that's so all I, I ask here. All, <laughs> right, gosh. <laughs> We're going to solve world peace by the time this is over. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I think that it's it's actually breaking it down. So it's first of all, it's first of all, not looking at it as this global worldwide, oh my gosh, everything's up in the air uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. Small chunks, so how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. What do I need to do today? What do I need to get through today? And how am I going to get through that? Who do I have to interact with? Mm -hmm. Do I know and understand their story? And then, so one of the ways that I coach through this is I have, I have actually five exercises and I call them the five exercises to strengthen your joy joints which is how you build joy as an actual value and a habit rather than a feeling. And a lot of that is being intentional about what you take in and what content you take in mm -hmm. so that you can understand how to unpack that content. Um, a lot of it is about asking for help and positive social interactions with other people as often as possible in the ways that we can. Um, and so, you know, little things like that. And I think it's taking each thing piece by piece if you're worrying and if you have anxiety and digging into the why behind that and breaking it down into something that seems a lot less scary. Because if all we're focusing on is, oh my gosh, businesses are closing, the world is going to end, I can't travel, you know, all of this. And that's a lot to take mm -hmm. in. And so you, you've got to, you've got to, break it down a little bit and try not to focus on all the big and focus in on your little world, your little world and the people that are in your world. It's such a good way to go about your um, everyday kind of mental kind of preparation as well. just because to loom on the bigger picture, like you said, is just to allow yourself to really put yourself in a negative space. Whereas these little bits, I always feel this is a good part of like, our podcast too is that we we seem like a big premise where it's like the statewide podcast and we go around you know interviewing all of these different people from different backgrounds but for me it's really about the the, the little conversations that I have with with these individuals and to be focused on those conversations and try and take away as much positive or much positivity as I can and so for me, I don't see like looming, oh, I got to finish podcasts or I have to finish getting to this many episodes or I'm really worried about, you know, having to interview this person. No, it's for me, I look at it as a, a chance to meet someone new, a chance to have a conversation that's going to fulfill me and fulfill my um, joy level, like my my actual like extrovertness is filled by these conversations. And so that's kind of how, why I love podcasting because it's not a day of working. It's not working at all. It's, it's me filling up my joy and getting something out of it, whether that's like a piece of uh, advice or a nugget of knowledge, you know, anything out of it. And so, yeah, that's to me how I go about those little activities every day. So podcasting, working, lunch, you know, dinner, feeding the dogs, those little times where I have to really look at it in a small, like, okay, this will only take up, this is not the end all be all. This is something that I will be able to finish 
and be able to move on and move forward from. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if you look at it that way, I think what you'll find is you actually realize there's so many little parts to your day and things you can do and things that make you happy. Um, that the, the, the pandemic and, and what's going on, everything else that's going on in the world, um, isn't, isn't keeping you from. And so we focus on those little things and we make sure we're in the right mindset when we are going to start sitting down and watching the news or having a conversation with someone that focuses a little bit more on the bigger issues that are going on in the world. Can I ask you this? Let me ask you about kind of your, um, how you're going about your business side of, you know, being someone who is, it's kind of like interact, you're interacting with all of these individuals. And now that the pandemic has taken hold, you kind of have to curb it, the interactive part a little bit. And so I'm kind of curious, what did you do to pivot? You know, what are some of the big pivots that you made personally in your business? And what were some of the things that, um, that you didn't pivot from, but you really tried to hone in or at least, you know, find a, a skill of still using that to your everyday, you know, uh, every, every, everyday thing that you do? Yeah, so, you know, mine really is broken up into to two, um, two parts to my day. So I have the business that is still very personal, which is our brick and mortar business where, you know, is about people coming into a store and being in contact <laughs> with us and, and with each other yeah. <laughs> um, and with the products that we make. And so how do you make people feel safe and comfortable um, from that standpoint? And then the work that I do, we used to hold um, live workshops where we would sit and we would do things together and we would bring community together and we would help and do all of that. And so we've really had to go more into um, a format like this with those types of workshops. We've had to, the, one of the ways that I pivoted honestly, and I think in the end it's good, is I've gotten a lot more personal. So where before my engagement came from being able to be in the room with people, being mm -hmm. able to look them in the eye and connect with them and workshop through things. And now that we're all getting a little bit of Zoom fatigue, <laughs> you know, there's so many online courses, so many meetings, so much staring at it. I, yeah. I feel that asking people to do that more right? Or how do you connect with someone? And so I find myself reaching out to my customers, to my clients, to my audience, checking on them, asking them questions, getting a lot more personal, where it was a lot easier for me to kind of place that barrier, um, yeah. whether you're on a stage or you're leading a workshop, um, because otherwise you're losing some of that human connection with how we we touch people with how we help them and how we continue to get our, our, from a marketing standpoint, our message out there. Yeah. I love that. I love the, um, the pivot for you to, and I would have never thought about it in that terms where the personalization or the, the personal connection with what you do on the joy side is, is taken away to a level of like, now you're behind a screen and the way that you, push through that is take away the push way past the screen, get real personal with your clients. And just, you know, just because we're behind the screen doesn't mean that you are limited. And so the fact is you're still having a conversation. There's still opportunity for one-on-one -on -one time. Um, all of these things like 
that you really just saw and were like, you know what, I'm going to move way past this. Like, this isn't going to stop me. I'm going to go and straight ask the right questions and, and make sure that everyone knows that I'm uh, there for them and all of that. So it really does make me happy that you chose that route, that route. Yeah. And you know, and this is a great tip. If you're trying to connect with people, I would say in the last few months, um, I've used voice messages and voice memo <laughs> tools more than I ever have. So instead wow. of shooting that text message, I'm talking to someone and I'm yeah. sending that voice memo through, or I'm using a Voxer or something like that. And mm -hmm. I'm getting those voice messages back. And, um, when people can, you know, because if we don't have time to be on the phone together or people are in meetings and I don't know why I feel like it makes a bigger difference mm -hmm. to hear a voice and to feel like, and, and I think my clients feel like you're ta I'm talking to them and I'm not just like, shooting you a text message and an emoji. And so it's yeah. a way to connect now if you need that extra connection or you're looking for how do you pivot, um, use, use your voice. Mm -hmm. And I find that and from my own personal standpoint is just being a podcaster is like, I feel like the voice in especially English and um, English speakers, there's a level of, I guess there's a level of personal touch to it because you are hearing inflection you are hearing uh their personal style which is through how they use either an accent or in their conversation dialect those those tidbits those points of um personalization really do make an effect on just your brain level because a female voice versus a male voice a warm voice versus a non-warm voice you know these these all are different aspects that i think our brain connects and really helps us attune and pay attention to a conversation or just interacting with someone on a daily basis i feel like is important because again you are your brain is interacting with the vocalization whether it's through those tones or you know how they speak yeah, absolutely that's that's a great perspective on that I, I i really do like what you're doing here and i want to ask you i want to now ask you about the the italian eyesight <laughs> i'm from the east coast so i actually grew up a little bit on in Phil, outside of philadelphia and so rita's was my italian ice place every summer you know getting the italian ice with my brother and we'd sit outside and you know enjoy the summer months with the italian ice so what made you decide this decision? And then what was the other conversation <laughs> with your other half about doing it during a pandemic? Right. Well, that wasn't in the <laughs> business plan. <laughs> it was, it was a joint, you know, it was something we really sat down and, and we were talking about, you know, we're, we're getting to a different point in our life and we both have been in the corporate world for so long and we wanted to do something different. We wanted to create something for ourselves, for our children, mm -hmm. um, for their future, uh, whether you want to call that stability or a legacy or a gift or, or whatever that is. So yeah. it's been several years of us going, what do we want to do? And so being from Orlando, Florida, uh, so also East Coast and Jeremiah's, is huge in Orlando. It's like a, it's, it's like a cult there. It's huge. <laughs> um, their culture is amazing. Their consumers line up. It's, it, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. And we, we were part of that and we loved it. And we, we celebrated things at Jeremiah's. It was the place that you went to. There was one right near the kid's school. And, you know, we celebrated 
games and um, grades, oh, grades there, but we, yeah, everything. But you know, what's interesting is we also had some really tough conversations there. We also, you know, cheered each other up or, you know, needed a place to, to meet, to, to have some tough conversations, especially when you think about, you know, we were going through, I was going through divorce and remarriage and all of that stuff with your kids. So there's a lot that Jeremiah is, and I don't know that everyone really puts two and two together with the small businesses that are in our communities and the memories that you make there. Um, just you talking about Rita's and being in, in the East coast and you're, you're in a summer night, like that's ingrained. And you're just thinking about time with your, your friends, but there was a business that made that environment and that experience for that memory. Yeah. Um, so we, we missed it when we moved here, we've been missing it for years. And when, um, we talked about what do we want to do and what Jeremiah stood for and the idea of being within our community creating experiences and then hiring and mentoring young people to be a part of this business and help us run this business. Because that's what our squad does. They don't just show up and serve you ice. They're, they're a part of learning how to run a business um, and creating those experiences for our customers. So it just, it all, it all fit. And we were originally supposed to open in April that, I mean, that was, you know, everything was on track and then all of this, happened and we we waited till june and decided you know we were going to open no matter what and so we opened under very different circumstances than we originally had wanted to but um the community's been so supportive and it's been everything we thought it would be yeah and i that's leads me into my next question is how did the community take it and how have what have you learned from the local community because that's what we're about here at the finding Arizona podcast is we want to hear about your community and we want to hear about what sort of things you've learned so i you know they've they have rallied and you see the community rally around small businesses and it's so heartwarming um we have a lot of people thank us we have a lot of people thank us for being open, for being there. Um, they watch what we do, you know, to make it a safe environment for our customers and our families. Um, we've learned a lot about, you know, how you maneuver. If you're going to get real here on, you know, running a small business in this, you kind of are in this, like, as a small business owner, you can't make everybody happy mm-hmm. because, there's a lot of division around this. And so you do the best that you can. Yeah. Um, but you have to learn, I think in a, in one way you pivot and you really figure out who you are in this type of environment is you have to stop running a business that's going to be marketable to just everybody. And you have to go back to your core and your values. It's your business and make those decisions and attract the customers who are going to be in alignment with those decisions. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that we've, we've learned and we've had to go through um, during this process. That is, that is a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And I can, I can definitely sympathize what you guys are going through. You know, we've, we want just the best for all of our local businesses here. And so, you know, if there's anything that I can do, please let me know off air and I will, I will do my best to make that happen. Um, The other thing I want to ask you is about your children. And you said that they're out of the house right now. And how did they take uh, that conversation of like, we're opening an Italian ice place. And you know, what was that like for them? They're like, why are you doing this mom? (laughs) 
No, they actually were really, really excited. Good, good. So, yes, our oldest is, um, he graduated from UT and he's still living and working in San Antonio, Texas. So he wasn't as familiar with it, but he was yeah. super excited with what we were doing. And he's he's been here and he's worked in the store. And then our two younger ones grew up with Jeremiah's. And nice. actually my daughter was like, that's where I wanted my first job to be. And then you moved us across the country. So she was really excited that we... <laughs> that's good to hear that's good to hear yeah and so no they were super excited they love it and when they're here and I think my um my son our youngest he's actually a senior in high school but lives in Orlando still and works for one of the corporate Jeremiah's and he loves to to say he owns a Jeremiah's (laughs) (laughs) this is my Arizona it's my Arizona Jeremiah's you know I go over there right during the cold months, uh, I'll just run out to Arizona and work over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, you know, and that's the other aspect about this is that I love, you know, I'm going to be a parent uh, in January. And so that's the one thing that I've been trying to ask everyone lately, too, is, is there a piece of advice as a parent that you could give to me or just kind of your insight, just something really small or, you know, something precious to you that you would you could give me, you know, I'm having a son right now. Uh, this is going to be my first one. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking as much advice as possible. Um, congratulations. Thank so you. my advice, honestly, uh, stop passing people for advice. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> no, you will know. It's like, especially when it's your first, you're like, where's the, where's the book, right? Where's the, where's the step by step and uh the moment you hold him in your arms you you are gonna know what to do and you um you and your your wife you guys have to um you have to do this together and you have to do this out of love and you're gonna do so many things that you feel are wrong um but you you just do what you feel is the right thing to do Um, and just remember to me, um, you know, it's funny, I mentioned the word legacy and as I've gone through the journey now of, of being a parent for 21 years, um, you realize that legacies aren't any of the things that we have or that we've created. Um, for me, it's who is your legacy and your children and what they, what you empower and inspire them to go do is they're who your legacy are. Um. And that's what I, that's, you know, I talk a lot to parents, um, through, through my joy coaching and divorced parents and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, I think that's my biggest piece of advice is stop asking everybody for advice. Cause you're going to jumble that up in your head and just, yeah. just do what your heart tells you and it'll be fine. I appreciate that. I do. And that's, it's, it's just, again, it's just like the first parent syndrome, like first time parent syndrome is just, yeah, you freak out as much as you can. And I, you know, we're at the point where it's like the room is ready. The, we're just ready for him to show up. So like, that's everything. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess it's like, I tell people all the time, it's like, he, I don't know what this all means, but I hope that he really does enjoy being my co-host for the time being. <laughs> I am sure he will. He's a great co-host. Yeah, I, love, I you know, that's that's something that I hope that he takes away is that I, he knows that I love doing this for 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 myself and doing this, you know, as much as I can. So, 
Yeah, I, I'm very excited, as most people would probably imagine. And I'm reaching towards the end here, but I want to ask you one last question is, are there any ultimate goals or, you know, anything that you written down or have in the back of your mind, anything at all that that is like a little bit of a goal or something in the future that you're hoping to achieve, uh, not only for the joy part, but for the business with uh, Jeremiah? Oh, yeah, I have a whole notebook of goals. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny. I have a goal to be a podcast host one day. What? You can definitely do do it. It's a big goal of mine. It's it's up. It's in my uh, my actually my AAP journal and a 2021 goal um, is I just think this is such an amazing medium. And I've started listening to podcasts. um, So to be able to um, get your message out there, but to be able to bring amazing people to other people and have that accessibility that you wouldn't normally have. I just, I think it's an incredible medium. Um, so that's definitely one of, one of my goals that's out there, uh, and writing a book, you know, just being able to help, help people with this concept of redefining joy. And just, you know, I have to say that my big goal is to create a more empathetic and compassionate society one human at a time. So I don't know how many humans I'm going to get through, but until my time is done, but one at a time. And, you know, with Jeremiah's, we just want, we want it to grow, to be a part of this community. We want it to be a, we want to be a part of our schools and, and um, other organizations in the community to help, you know, make this area um, thriving and a place where people come together and we want to always be a place for families to celebrate and create those memories. And I think that, we, you know, that's why we did it. And it's our goal every single day with Jeremiah. So I, I have no doubt that you're going to achieve this goal. And if we can help you a little bit on the way, I know that we can make something happen for you for sure. One of the things, if I, if I may uh, point out to you, is that we do have a slew of other first time podcasters being that they are, um, they came on the show and they were just like, I'm interested in doing it. So I will give you and uh, cause they are in the realm of what you're trying to do with coaching. And so a lot of them are either coaches or someone who's written a book that are doing podcasting. So I have a handful of people that I would love to, to send your way. Uh, the other aspect of it is I want to make sure that Jeremiah gets off on a right foot too. So we will be setting you up with just like a, a shout out in our intro for sure the next couple of weeks and making sure that everyone knows about you guys over here. You guys are in Chandler, right? I believe. We are. Yes, we're in okay, Chandler. Awesome. Thank that, you. Absolutely. We That's what we do here. We want to help, uh, you know, as many businesses as we can one by one. And so that's what I'm here for. And we've reached the end of this podcast, but I always kick it off to you as the final go ahead to promote your businesses, any social media that you have coming up or uh, social media that you have and any events that you have coming up that you want to shout out. So go ahead and take it away. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, you can find me um, at abbymarada.com and on all the social media channels at Abby Murata. And I think um, I actually just today launched and opened up my very, very first online course and workshop. Um, yes, that I've worked very hard <laughs> um, to put this out there so that it is accessible to people, to, to more people to do this. And all of that information 
is on my website um, all about joy joints and how to have strong joy joints. So I would love to connect with people and um, help them rediscover their joy. Awesome. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is under Finding Arizona Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, we do have a way for you guys to support us during this time of the pandemic. If you want to go over to Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast, you can sign up for one of those tiers. And in return, we will give you some bonus content that is exclusively only available at Patreon.com com slash finding arizona podcast i hope that abby will stick around with me for a little bit and do an extra bonus content podcast called fine examination and we will ask you rapid fire questions that you'll answer and it will i promise you it's easy peasy you'll kill it it'll be 10 minutes tops and you will you will i promise you you will laugh the entire time all right so that being, that being said we end this podcast with abby and we we say good night to all of you listening thank you again for joining us here at finding arizona podcast We'll catch you on the next one. Bye, y'all.